This is exactly right. And welcome to another Minnesota of Bananas. That's right. I'm Kurt Brownler. I'm Scotty Banana Boy number two, Landis. Thank you for listening to Bananas on Stitcher Premium on the Exactly Right Media burp, Network. Burp, burp, burp. Only on Exactly Right Media Network. So if you are new to Minnesota, we are now doing Bananas Confessions, where the Bananimals, you send them in or you bring them to our live shows. You, we will read them anonymously. We will never call you out, or you know, you can tell us anything. We'll switch names, whatever you want us to do. We'll call everybody Please. Roberta. Roberta. And if your name's Roberta, we're going to call you John, and everybody's going to know you're <laughs> Roberta. So, for all the Robertas out there, send us your bananas confessions. Kurt and I do have one caveat. We asked for them. Uh, we got so many stories about people taking a crap in their pants accidentally or on purpose, and mm-hmm. we got those covered. We have about we, 300 to covered. pick from. Maybe we're going to do an all-night boom-boom-in-your-pants episode, but right now, send us anything but, except if you send us that you killed somebody or hurt somebody, we're going to report you to police. So don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Low-level misdemeanors only. We will talk about misdemeanors without judgment, but if you hurt Hi. anybody, we'll I'm call call- the cops. I'm calling to report Instagram user Hachimami. <laughs> yes. Uh. <laughs> Who is this? This is Banana Boy number two. <laughs> We're right there. Where do we go to? Surprise land? (laughs) Oh, boy. Oh, boy. It's so fun. But we love all of this. Do you want to hear one? Yeah. Give me some. Let's get into confessions. We're going to do maybe several. Several. Here's one. Confession. Yes. On my last day of a summer job, I had during university... I single-handedly stole a desk from my office. Fantastic. Jammed it into my mom's minivan, then drove it three hours to my student apartment. Wow. Yeah. Great. That's really funny. I, I, do, I, I do appreciate that a lot. I think I was into stealing useless things. And I heard this whole uh, episode of Reply All about this okay. um, uh, trend on TikTok called uh-huh. uh, A Devious Lick. <laughs> And it's so dumb. And it became like a real problem for public schools. But it was just like uh, the way the fucking weird TikTok in- algorithm works is like one thing can just take off in a way that just doesn't happen on other social media yeah, platforms. Yeah, interesting. So it was literally yeah. this kid in high school just like with a photograph of all these like masks uh, that he stole from his high school. Okay. And then it just said a devious lick. <laughs> And then everyone became obsessed with stealing stupid, useless yeah. things from oh, yeah. their high schools. Oh yeah, I got a million of them. And it I mean, be- and it became so it became like a huge problem for these public schools because they had yeah. to like, spend so much money. Like people were stealing all of the soap out of these soap dispensers and then just bringing them home and then posting yeah. it on TikTok. You know? Yeah. Um, it happens that they had. Yeah. I mean, like, do you have any dumb stealing stories? Oh, sure. I mean, when you're young, you do that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, 
well, I used to hang out with the older kids on my street, and they were all teenagers uh, all in high school. We were in middle school, and one day they were like, hey, we're all riding our bike uh, to this middle school, not our middle school. And so we go, and one of them figured out that they could break into the concession stand. And so about 12 of us just walked in, took every single thing from the confession stand, and then just put it in backpacks and rode back. And then when we got there, we had entire containers of fireballs, entire (laughs) containers of lemon heads, entire containers of everything. So they like divvied it up and they were like, go sell these at your school. Like it was like low, low, low. So I was like nervous. But then we were back on my street and I was like, I guess we got away with it. But I mean, it was absolutely theft. Like it was across the board. We, we, uh, oh, that's like mafia theft. It's like, and then go sell it. Go sell it. That's the funniest part. Yeah. That it wasn't like, we got a bunch of fireballs. We could eat them all. (laughs) No, it was like, get out there. So they gave me all the sour stuff. They gave me the warheads and the lemon heads and, um, Jerkers, I uh-huh. think they were called, or crybabies. And so I went and I started just selling them for like a quarter each to in school. And you know, you just take like 20. But then there's other kid named Zach who honestly must be like a Wall Street head fund yeah. bro at this point. He saw what I was doing and so he got his parents and so he was selling. And we got to the point where we were selling so many sour candies that the school had to be like, nobody's allowed to bring candy into school. Nobody's allowed to sell any candy. And we were just these little Catholic school kids just like, hey, you want some crybabies? It's like four for a dollar in the coat room. So I've never dealt drugs, but that's the closest thing we ever got to it. And those were like, I remember those lemon heads. They were like little boxes, right? Yeah. They, they were, were little, little boxes. boxes. They're like 60 cents usually. Yeah. They were great. It they was, really but good. yeah, I was an RA too, my sophomore year at UMass. And the big thing at UMass was stealing all the lounge furniture and putting it in your dorm room. So the sofas <laughs> and the tables, you turn the tables into beer pong tables. Right. You would take the love seats and the sofas. And then everybody would hang tapestries over them because they were like, if you can't, physically see that it's lounge furniture you can't enter a resident's room and like be like show me what's under that blanket i know crazy so you'd have to do the rounds like i guess like three or four times a month you would be up and if somebody got locked out you had to let them in and then you would do rounds every hour and a half every hour and a half yeah it was myself (gasps) and then another ra and we would sit in the ra office till like 2 a.m i think and then from 9 p.m to 2 a.m you would just have to walk all the floors and i never wrote a single person up the entire time i was there because also i partied a lot in my dorm room as a freshman and stuff like you know it wasn't going to be a hypocrite but whenever I would see lounge furniture, clearly, and you'd see them like scramble to like hide it, like somebody would lay down on the side, and then like, a thing of natty ice would go over it, and um, I would be like, "So, guys, I didn't see anything, but when we do our rounds in an hour and a half, if anything in here is back in the lounge and your door is closed, you can go all night. I won't even tell like at four a.m. if you guys are partying." And they're like, really? Like they thought I was like entrapping them. And yeah. then you'd go back and the, all the furniture on the floor would be back in there. And then the next night it would all be back in their rooms. It was like the greatest con. It, <laughs> it was would like the just be back. <laughs> yeah, it was like the brown paper bag on a beer bottle. It's like, we know what you're doing. I uh, I'm on the same team as you, but I am the cops in this situation. And it was so fun. It was like I yeah, I never ever wrote anybody up, but on Thursday, on Thirsty Thursdays, it would all return in, and by Friday night, it was all back in the rooms. Oh my god! It Great was kids. oh man that the dorm furniture. I'm trying to think which. I... I'll tell you first about a stupid thing I stole once. The oh, dumbest good. thing, the things that I would steal, I would always try to steal them 
in like high risk situations because I think that's what I enjoyed about it. And it was right. always useless. But the best one I think ever got was I was 18 and uh, at McDonald's. And I was like, I could steal anything from McDonald's. They're not going to miss it. This is a corporation. And (laughs) while I'm ordering, while I'm talking to the person behind the register, I was slowly unplugging the uh, the pin pad for for like to put in your pin pad, and then talking, and then like pointing at stuff, and then slowly pulling it in across, and then putting it in my bag, so that I got home and I just had like a pin pad for McDonald's. Why do we do that? But I was so proud of it, you know. I would just like put it up, like, huh? And everyone was like, "Why do you have that?" I was like, "I'm gonna do something with it." I was like, "I never did anything with it." I was like, "I'm gonna make art out of it." I was like, "No, I didn't." Yeah, it's like, don't steal stuff. But when you're young, so many people do. I absolve you of that. But the dumber, the better. And a pin pad for McDonald's, ultimately, pretty victimless. Pretty victimless. Pretty victimless. I also remember my my freshman year roommate was rough. I I don't know if I talked about him. I don't think so. But he was from upstate New York. He he loved Rush, Rush Limbaugh. And this is 1995, so he's like, he loved smoking weed and was hyper-conservative. It was the weirdest mix. That is a time bomb of a human being. That is a time bomb. It is a time bomb. He loved the Grateful Dead and smoking weed and fucking talking about Rush Limbaugh. And I hated him. The only only redeeming quality that this human being had was (laughs) every single night he would fall asleep to Tracy Chapman. <laughs> he would put I mean, it he would put a Tracy Chapman wow. CD on and that is how he would fall asleep. Amazing. Wow. Amazing. Wow. And it things just started to slowly escalate because I was really in a if I like uh you know like I was in a acting out phase at 18, you know, purple hair just like fuck everything. Yes. And I was like this guy sucks so much. And we'd even tried to be friends in the beginning. Like, we went and smoked weed together, you like, the to second try. day or something. And then he started talking about Rush Limbaugh, and I was like, okay, we're not going to be friends. And then he joined a frat, uh, and I think I, like, showed up at his frat just because someone had invited me to a party. Yeah, sure. And he took it as, like, a weird personal offense, which I still won't understand to this day. And so, like, yelled at me or whatever, and I went back to my our, our dorm, and I was so mad. I was like, I cannot live with this guy anymore. Yeah. I got to get out of here. I hate this guy. So what I did was I re- <laughs> so does I rearranged the furniture in the room so that it was split down the middle, like classic sitcom idea. Yes. I literally put my desk and my and my bureau so it was in the middle of the room. So you had yes. to you open the door and. The, Right in the middle was a bureau, and then you had to go go to the left or go to the right. So he had his side, and I had my side. And then I hung up uh, sheets so that you like couldn't see into my side. And it, he like lost. He freaked. Like he almost. He we almost got into a physical fist fight. Jesus. He like came in when he saw it, like ripped it all down. It was just like ready to fight, <laughs> and I was just like. 
like what? Like I, I just, I just rearranged all of our furniture. Yes. Oh, oh and then God. luckily I got out. I got out. I got someone to swap with me. He got some rand. I think he actually got to live by himself in that place, and I went and lived with. Uh, Sounds like a good thing. He might have gone <laughs> off on somebody. That is a, the craziest combination: weed, Rush Limbaugh, and Tracy Chapman. Yeah. And upstate yeah. New York is an, another yeah. part of that detail. Upstate New York is a very different part of the country. It really, really is. Um, all right, Scott, you got one? Yeah, I like this. I'm going to stick to college stuff, too. And maybe this is what we need to do. Maybe mm-hmm. we need to go, we want bananas confessions about blank. Blank. A- yeah, yeah, yeah. About holidays. Yeah, about, I like that. Yeah, I think that, or shoplifting or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think we need to specify more yeah. so we don't just get people crapping their pants. Um, I worked for a newspaper in college and was supposed to stand on the street corners and pass out newspapers. I never did it. Like, I literally never <laughs> did it. I would lie that I did it and managed to get paid for 10 hours a week um, for two years. And then I got promoted to manager of that position. Oh, my God. I love You were that. absolved because you, you found a loophole and Americans love finding a loophole. Uh, reminds me. Of the single greatest day job I've ever had in my entire life. Oh. Which was working at Access Staffing. Oh, yes. Access Staffing. It was amazing. I got a job. I I just told said I knew HTML. They hired me as their web developer. I faked my way in. I didn't know anything about computers. I then fixed computers for eight years. Yes. And it was the most fascinating place like i hated working there i I hated it deeply to my core but it it really did allow me so much free time to write comedy while being paid and having health insurance so i do thank them for that absolutely but these people who worked there were honestly the weirdest people i've ever met in my entire life sounds like it I remember one day I was just in my like I also con- I would just like continually abuse the system. I was like I my office was the computer room. I had them move. I moved my stuff into the computer room. And they were like, "What are you doing?" I was like, "Oh, I need to be in here to check on the servers." <laughs> yeah, need to be closer to where the action is. You so, so I could shut my door and take naps. And mm-hmm. one day this guy walks in. I he's barely a barely an acquaintance. Okay. Yes. yes. Nine a.m. Wednesday, he comes up, throws his arm against the door jam cool. of my office, <laughs> the the computer room, the window of his cool. computer room, mm-hmm. and he goes, "Hey man, I was with a prostitute last night." Oh, <laughs> <laughs> what a brag! And what I was like, "Back!" And I, and I don't know this guy, and so I was just like, "Oh, oh, uh, uh huh." Yeah, he's like, "Yeah, pretty." Awesome. <laughs> and then I like just stood at him, just like stared at him, like being like, what, 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 uh, yeah. what could I possibly say next in this situation? Yeah. And then he just kind of peeled out off and walked into the wow. break room to get coffee. Like wow. he's just, he must have been just going around telling everyone in the office. It was crazy. I've had that. I, I, I worked with a couple people that did a very similar thing to that. And I, now as an adult, I have two friends who are sex workers uh-huh. who are uh, high end escorts. And we, they tell me stories. Maybe I'll have one of them on actually because they have some great stories. But like some of the things I've been told from them, it's like uh, a lot of times um, it's not sexual a lot of times it's just somebody likes to shop for you and they like to feel like they're saving you like they're like messiah syndrome or whatever wow there's a lot yeah maybe i'll let me talk to maybe we'll have one of my friends on because they have incredible stories that we could do 
anonymously. Yeah, that would be amazing. Oh man, I yeah, I uh. Oh, I worked for this thing. It was actually kind of a cool idea. So all these major schools, like major universities, this guy had this idea, pre-internet, early internet videos, where he created this thing that was called like Campus TV. And he would come on and he brought like eight video cameras and then he would hire somebody and then hire eight videographers or filmographers. And their job was every week they had to film um, two hours of campus life, anything they wanted. So you want to catch the football game? If you wanted to catch two hanging out, throwing the frisbees, hours, and, yeah, and then you would get every week. Bucks. Wow, that's a okay. I and so this. I was the manager. I was the person that hired everybody. So I would go to my friends who I knew needed money and be like, "Do you want to do this job? You get like two hundred dollars a month, and you just have to shoot like an hour to four hours of footage every month." They're like, "Yes." And then just like this young woman who never, ever, not once, ever handed out newspapers, my all my filmographers or videographers or whatever slowly realized that they could just film the same exact things every single week, like people in their dorm lobby or the fountain on campus with the geese. And so we just kept turning in the same tapes to the point where I would just unpack the tapes, send it back in. They they had a small team of editors somewhere, and then they had big screen TVs on campus that would just air that looping 24-7. That was it. What? They would run ads. Whoa. It was just, what's going on on campus last week? And yeah, for two years, I would just turn in the same eight tapes from my same eight friends. Sometimes somebody would put something in if there was like a Halloween party or whatever. But we all got paid just turning in the same campus footage for years. That's amazing. I love that so much. That's yeah. perfecto. I didn't wow. feel bad because you would walk by and there'd be people looking at these big screens and it would be like um, like people painting a mural on the side of the basketball court. And then it would like just cut to cheerleaders. <laughs> and then it would cut to... Like kids like waving at the camera, walking to class. And so it all looks the same anyways. It's like every college university pamphlet or brochure looks exactly the same. <laughs> so yeah, we all got paid for it. Oh, I love that. Um, I, I'll tell you one more thing about access please. staffing. Sure. I so I like my office was right on the way to the break room. And then Caddy Corner, essentially, from where my office was, was a woman who I won't use her full name, but her first name was Barbara. And Barbara would, uh, so we had Bagel Friday. Every Friday, Very bagels. fun. Uh, and, <laughs> like, Barbara would go in early and, like, take a bagel, which we all would do. And then she would take four more and put them in the freezer <laughs> so that oh, she could have bagels for the God. other four days, like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. No. And it drove everyone fucking crazy to the point where this one guy... Uh, was just like I just heard it, like she was been taking bagels, and he was just like, "You can't steal all the bagels, Barbara." <laughs> and she's oh, like, "I'm not stealing; perfect. they're for everyone." He's like, "Yeah, everybody hasn't had a chance to get the bagels yet." Like it's he's so right. But I, totally, he's right. But also the rage at something that was just a perk. Do you know what I mean? Just like a, a nice perk. And it wasn't ever like there wasn't enough bagels. Do you know what I mean? Maybe oh, if you came in at God. 4 p.m., the bagels were gone by that oh, point. That's so good. That's a great line. You should put that in something. I love that scene. Just a guy going over the top about Bagel Fridays. <laughs> Barbara's the perfect name for it. Bagel yeah, Fridays. we should do workplace. I think workplace confessions yeah. for let. We'll put it up. So if you're hearing this now, but but between this and the next Thursday or two Thursdays, workplace confessions. 
Yeah. Workplace Bananas Confessions, and we'll post it. Uh, but it's been great. I actually like doing these. These are a little more fun because I think it puts less pressure on the banana animals to have to write three paragraphs right, of the story. Right, exactly. Agreed 100%. And, real, and remember, if you're seeing this on the main feed, this is a year ago we're talking about. Yes. Um, so we're, we're talking right now people who are on Stitcher Premium listening to this right now in real time. Scotty, we did it again. Thank you so much, friend. You got it, buddy. Katie Levine, Lisa Maggot, exactly right. Everybody involved in Bananas, we love you. Thank you so, so, so very much. This has been Bananas. This has been an Exactly Right production. Produced and engineered by Katie Levine. Theme music by Kahan. And all of our artwork is done by Travis Millard. You can follow us on Instagram at The Bananas Podcast, where we post stories every day and things that we don't cover on the podcast. Listen, subscribe, and please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast. And if you're interested in advertising on Bananas, please email us at thebananaspodcast at gmail.com. That's thebananaspodcast at gmail.com.